Vinyl visitors that we decided, I don't know. Sure. Hey friends, <laughs> welcome to the podcast today. We're trying to come up with some V words that would work. Like we did Vinyl Village last time, Vinyl Vikings, Vinyl Visitors, we had a few. Vinyl if Veterinarians. You, if you have some ideas, maybe shoot them our way. We're kind of experimenting here. What are other V words? Vinyl Valentine's Day. <laughs> Guess Vinyl what? Valentine's. <laughs> We didn't plan that, but here we are. We Guess what we're talking about today? <laughs> Love songs. Before we do that, a shout out to our listeners across the world. So, to our friends in Germany, Bahrain, Latvia, Brazil, Japan, Israel, Australia, Thailand, the Netherlands, Belgium, Malaysia, Taiwan, Norway, and America. So happy that you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Dun, ba, da, da. Okay, Valentine's I like, Day. I just needed no. to be a trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's, Day. A trumpet. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. It is... In a week. It's like a week away. It's coming up. Valentine's Day, in my mind, is a pretty polarizing holiday because it's like, there's the people who go like all out and it's really sweet and romantic and wonderful. And then there's the other people who are like, I'm going to sit on my couch and watch movies and eat potato chips all day. Totally. I'm that kind of person, by the way. <laughs> so True. Like, I feel like there's people that are like, yes, Valentine's. They have like someone they can like celebrate romantic things with, which is great. And then there's people that is like, Ah, oh, love is dead. I hate Valentine's Day. It's kind of like the singles awareness type of day. Yeah. And then there's the people that are just kind of indifferent, which it seems like you fall under that category then, Logan. I'm pretty indifferent. You're right. We should make it just like a love yourself day. Just like we take should. care of yourself. Have fun. Do your thing. Love yourself day. Anyway, today we're excited to talk about some of our favorite love songs. There's really not a theme other than that. We just picked a bunch of songs we liked and here we are. So. And we're going to talk about it. We'll talk a little bit about the anatomy of the love songs, what makes them work, how they're kind of written, um, key factors playing into that, why we like them. Um, we'll even talk a little bit about some heartbreak songs, some breakup songs. Because as sad as it is, that's kind of part of Valentine's Day too. God bless the wonderful people who have experienced heartbreak. <laughs> I don't know why that came out of my mouth. Anyway. <laughs> you can do it if you're feeling heartbroken. We'll just say that. Anyways, on that note, let's move into our Music Verified section. <laughs> let's do it. So the other big event of this weekend, Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Good game, right? Great game. If you didn't already know, it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They played the Kansas City Chiefs. What a time. And this year's halftime show was put on by popular Canadian artist The Weeknd. For those of you who might not be super familiar with The Weeknd, he also sings Can't Feel My Face, In Your Eyes, Call Out My Name, etc. Wow, really cool. Nice work done by The Weeknd. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing about the Super Bowl that I think is worth mentioning is they had a poet there for entertainment. Did you hear about that? I did hear about that. Because it was Amanda Gorman who read the poem at the inauguration. And they brought her back for the Super Bowl, which I think is great that we're expounding into other art forms, appreciating them, because good poetry is great, and she just has a way with words that's beautiful. Her her poem at the inauguration was like, blow me away amazing. So yeah. cool. Well, let's dive into our music this week then. Listen in. Listen in. A little jingle for your Valentine listening. <laughs> we wrote it, just barely, for <laughs> you. Okay, so Valentine's Day. Love songs. Shayla, here's the thing that I first started discovering. So I, I went through my playlists, started making lists of love songs, or what I thought were love songs, and then when I started reading the lyrics to them, like, half of them were actually breakup songs. Isn't that insane? That <laughs> I was works. like, I thought these were all love songs, and they're all really sad, and so then I picked new <laughs> songs, and here we are. Logan, you need to rethink your <laughs> approach to love. I know. I just, I, 
I vibe with the like get you in your feel sad songs i don't know why those just resonate with my soul totally so honestly they do like i feel like that's something that's so cool about kind of just like love songs in general or heartbreak songs whichever you prefer to you know listen to they're so relatable both ways yeah it hits you at your core no matter what phase of life you're in you can find some kind of song about the current romantic experience you're in which is nice um, I, I eventually got a little bit lost at the beginning of the week and didn't know what to listen to, so I turned to Instagram, because where else would you go, and asked the people what their favorite love songs were, and I got, like, almost a hundred songs in response. And unfortunately, I did not make it through all of them yet, but I will, everyone. So we had this idea instead to take all those songs and some of both of our favorites and put them in a playlist for all of you, so we will drop that, um, on our Instagram along with this episode. So look out for that. And, you know, along with that, like, we kind of talked about, I mean, there's different types of love, right? We're going to, I'm just going to kind of dive right into this really quickly. Dive in, do it. So there's different types of love, right? You have your romantic love, you've got friendship love, you've got familial love, like a bunch of different kinds. Today, we're obviously going to be kind of focusing on the romantic side of things. And in my mind, we've kind of already hinted at this, but in my mind, it's almost like love songs can be split into two different types of playlists. One is, you know, maybe one of the playlists is just called Sappy Love Songs, and it has all these amazing love anthems on it, and the ones that you're slow dancing to all the time, and like, making out to in the backseat of a car on a dirt road. Do you have experience? Can't tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) The second one might be one that's like maybe you'd entitle this one like love is dead or something super dark along those lines with songs just like full of heartbreak because like you said logan some of the songs that you think are love songs you re-listen and you're like this is actually so sad so it's so interesting that you know i feel like both kinds of love songs are gonna really get listened to this week well because a lot of the songs that in my mind were like these are like some of the best love songs ever written i listened and a lot of them were from the perspective of like right after a relationship ends. And so I thought that was really interesting. One of the first examples I thought of, I was like, oh, love songs. The best love song ever is I Will Always Love You. Like, it's just the most iconic. But I looked at it and it's a post-relationship song. And so we all think it's really sweet, which it still is. Great song, but it's... Sad. Uh, yeah, it's sad. It's a sad song. It's a tearjerker. Whitney, why are you doing this to us? Yeah. Well, okay, here's the interesting thing. I don't know if you knew this, but Dolly Parton actually wrote that song. No way. Yeah. Did not know that. And <laughs> recorded Way to go, Dolly. It. I know, and then Whitney Houston sang it, and even Dolly Parton was like, well, yeah, you nailed this song. It's yours now, basically. And so the Whitney Houston version is the one that we're most people are the most familiar with, but yeah, originally written by Dolly Parton, fun fact. So one of the things I found in this song and a lot of the other love songs is they all use basically the same standard for pop chords, which we've talked about this some in some of our other episodes, how other artists use these various other chords to create different feelings and emotions, but so many of these love songs just keep the most basic chords and structures, and I think that's part of why we like them so much, is because they're familiar, and they just make us feel comfortable. Yeah, exactly, like, and to your point of the song, I Will Always Love You, let's kind of talk about keys of love songs, right? Um, I mean, obviously we talked about I Will Always Love You is a love song, but also a heartbreak song, kind of like a breakup song at the same time. So when we have these heartbreak songs, many of these are written in minor keys and minor modes, or more of that non-committal key. And according to Pandora, who did a study on 
the playlists and the the top love songs or heartbreak songs that are listened to on their station is almost 50% of breakup songs are written in a minor key. And the interesting thing is just the opposite of that is true. According to their study, over 90% of their most played love songs, kind of like their sappier ones, are written in major keys. And I think that most of these sappy love songs that you hear are obviously going to be in these major keys because major keys, like you said, Lowe, give us these happy emotions. It's more affirming um, the sound. While minor keys are kind of, when we come to like the breakup songs, you know, more dark and melancholy. Um, we can think of some of the sappy love songs like, you know, My Girl by The Temptations. Like that's in a major key. Um, the really interesting thing that a lot of these artists are doing, like, you know, Whitney Houston, Dolly Parton, are they're putting these breakup songs in major keys as well, which is really, really interesting to me, but even still, typically, the breakup songs are in a minor key. Yeah, that makes so much sense to me. And I think that's probably why we see I Will Always Love You as a love song, because it is in this happier place musically. Also, speaking of keys, this song has one of the best key changes ever written, so when she goes into that last chorus, the last, and uh, you know, she's just going off. So good, one of the best key changes. Again, that I know, period. Also, on the topic of keys, I was looking through a lot of the songs that I listened to, and obviously the music that I listen to is not a conclusive study, because I quickly realized that I have a very specific style of love songs that I like, um, which I don't know if that's true for all people. But of the ones that were my favorites, almost all of them were in the major keys that sound brighter. So like they're in keys like G major, D major, A major, the ones with a couple sharps that sound happy anyway. And so I think a lot of the like sappy love songs tend to lean that direction to get you feeling this sense of peace and joy. One of the other reasons why these songs could be in these brighter, happier keys is just because they're easy to play on a guitar. So maybe there's a correlation there. If not, I don't know. But it works. It brings this peace to us when we listen to it. I think there actually really is a correlation, Logue, because as I was, you know, kind of listening in some of these love songs, most of these love songs, whether it's a breakup song or one of the sappy love songs, most of the instruments that we have are going to be acoustic instruments. And I'm going to keep going back to this Pandora study. They said that over 60% of their top love songs were played with acoustic instruments over electric. So any type of stringed instruments, piano, guitar, these are all super, super prominent instruments. Sometimes, though, in terms of you know, the Love is Dead playlist <laughs> or the breakup songs, right? We're going to get more electric instruments present because sometimes these songs are more of in your face. I'm over you. I don't need you anymore. Um, you know, we can think of songs like Gives You Hell by the All-American Rejects or Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson. Those breakup songs are really have some electric instruments present. And they're just good songs. Totally. But I think that's really true because I, I had this list of about 10 songs that I listened to for this, maybe a few more than that. And almost all of them started with just a guitar, an acoustic guitar plucking. And so I was like, hmm, that's a thing that works for love really well, is that guitar sound. If you want to swoon a lover, play the guitar, I guess, is the message here. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> or the <laughs> piano. Or a viola. <laughs> if someone shows up at my door with a viola and just starts playing I'll Marry You on the spot. <laughs> hey, it's a stringed instrument, so it totally works. Yeah. Hashtag so, love. So I've discovered one of my favorite love songs in recent years is the song Make You Feel My Love, which these days, at least, I think the most popular version is Adele's. But the song... Wait, are there different versions of that? Yeah, she didn't write that song. I did not know that. <laughs> Bob Dylan wrote that song. Literally? For Billy Joel. 
And then, I'm behind the times, you guys. <laughs> Literally, don't even call me a music major. <laughs> so what am I doing? You have a degree. You're done. No, what the crap? <laughs> yeah, so Bob Dylan wrote Make You Feel My Love um, for Billy Joel in the late 90s. They both ended up recording it, and then Adele re-recorded it, making it even more famous. So a lot of people know the Adele version, but it's not her song. Because she's Adele. Because you know? she's perfect, and anytime she opens her mouth, I die. <laughs> so Same. We've been to see several 20 times, at least. <laughs> Did you say over 20 times, at least? Yeah. <laughs> but Adele has spoken 20 times in her life, at least. <laughs> I love this song. Again, one of my favorite love songs. This is one... Um, so I talked a second ago, and I'll go more into this in a minute, about how a lot of love songs have just the most basic chords. This is the one that's not that way. It has some of the more advanced chords but because of that i think it puts you a little bit more in your feels where it's not just like the pure love it's more of this like in your soul guttural kind of love which i think is why this song is so impactful because it brings out all of those emotions something that always impresses me when these artists can perform these songs and make it so relatable is the amount of control that they have over their singing and the I mean, obviously the instrumentalists as well over the music that they're playing and just the emotion that they have the control over, which is insane to me. And I think that's totally what makes these performances. Something else that's notable about Make You Feel My Love is the BPM or the beats per minute or the tempo of the song. Many love songs are, whether they're a heartbreak song or, you know, one of the sappy love songs, they're either written... They're written about 65 to 90 BPM. Maybe sometimes a little faster, sometimes a little slower. Obviously, they're going to fluctuate. But Make You Feel My Love totally falls under this category. Part of me thinks the reason that this BPM or this tempo is so influential when it comes to love songs is because oftentimes that's just kind of, if you will, the BPM of like a resting heart rate. And I really think, I mean, you can you can disagree with me on this. Anybody that's listening, that's totally fine. Or you can think that I'm totally out there or whatever, but... I think that there's something to be said about the rhythm of the music kind of syncing up with a heartbeat and making that more, making that feel like more of a connection to the listener and like really putting them in that place. For some reason, it just, whatever it does releases oxytocin or whatever. I don't know, but it has some type of effect. And I think that's why love songs can be so memorable and so powerful. Well, I think it's also a good tempo to dance to. Like, that's a really nice slow dance tempo, and so I think a lot of songs fall in that range because of that. And they're just perfect for, like, you're standing there on your wedding doing this nice little dance to each other. So that is interesting, though, because when I think through this list, I have almost all of them fall in that category. One other thing I love about Make You Feel My Love is it's in a little bit different of a form than most popular music. Um, it's written in this AABA style, which is more prominent in music of, like, the 40s and 50s. Um, like Rodgers and Hammerstein, Cole Porter, that kind of music, where there's not necessarily what you'd think of as a chorus. It's just this repeating section, and at the end of it, there's one line that stands out, literally in the song, just the line, to make you feel my love. It ends that little verse section, then we repeat it again. And then there's that little contrast in the middle, which is similar to what we think of as a bridge today. And so this is one of the reasons I love this song so much, is because it's it's newer. It was written in, I think, 1997, I saw but it is drawing on a really old musical style that we hardly see in music today, but it still works and is one of the best songs we know. And it's covered by so many people now. Yeah. Like, Adele's performance of it was just so flawlessly incredible that now that it is so stinking popular, so many people are covering it, and so many people are, I mean, obviously just 
relating to it. Love that song. Another really great song that is super well-known, obviously, um, by a really great artist, Photograph by Ed Sheeran. Something I think that's interesting about this song is that, you know, we, we talked about this a little bit, Logan, this song kind of seems like it could be sad, right? You're talking about memories or keeping a loved one close throughout this song. But, I mean, really, it's just the music that Ed Sheeran captures so simply and the feelings that he uses and emotes so simply but that are so relatable is totally present in this song. Well, I think he has really mastered the formula for hit love songs. He has quite a few that are some of the most well-played right now. You have this one, you have Thinking Out Loud, Photograph. He's, he's written a lot of hit love songs and he just knows the formula. Photograph itself is in D major, which a lot of musicians say is the happiest key. A lot of it's played on a guitar, like we talked about, and it uses these four standard chords. And so in any given key, these chords are one, four, five, and then a minor six. So if if you're a guitarist, you'll be most familiar with this. In D major, that would be D, G, A, and B minor. And so all fairly typical guitar chords, but they they make this song really sweet. It's it's simple imagery, which I think is a thing in a lot of love songs, too. You don't get as complex of lyrics and stories as you do in a lot of other songs, but it's something simple that will really resonate with you without just having to get caught up in so much else that sometimes goes on in music. I think that the best love songs are the ones that make us feel deep, relatable emotion in a simple way, and I think Ed Sheeran does such a good job of this. I mean, he takes the song and he makes us say, I know exactly how this feels, like, I know exactly what this feels like, and I think that's another thing that, like, artists that are creating these love songs, if they can do that, if they can master that and capture that, it's going to be a huge success as a love song. Yeah, and I think a lot of the biggest love songs we see today follow that exact formula. Another of what I would consider the most successful love songs in recent years is Shallow. We talked about this a little bit on our Lady Gaga episode, but it has a really similar formula. It starts with the guitar, this simple imagery, but it, it has this really simple formula that it follows, and masterful vocals by Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga on top of it just bring this song home and make it one of the biggest hits we've seen in years. One of the songs that I think is like, it's one of my favorite love songs, and for some reason, I don't know why, I don't even really like country music that much. Like, I do, and then sometimes I don't, I guess. <laughs> Good. But, I know. I love that range for you. <laughs> I know. Huge range, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but... There's something about, like, a country love song that just gets me. I don't know if it's, like, going back to my Wyoming home roots that I'm, like, country love song or what it is. But, like, <laughs> they just, just gets me. I think they're so cute. And one of my favorites of all time is Amazed by Lone Star. I just think this song is, like, so emotional. And I think this song actually kind of goes away. It's kind of one of the exceptions of acoustic-sounding songs. I mean, a little bit, but you have an electric guitar for one, that's kind of carrying a little bit of that main melody that you hear at the beginning along, you know, like with a piano, which I guess is an acoustic instrument. But I mean, I feel like as that song kind of goes, there's maybe less acoustic, more electric, but I think that's just kind of the feel of how they wanted it. I think one of the reasons we get that distinct sound for them is because they are specifically country and they are specifically a group, which means they have people that play each of the different instruments. They continue to utilize that throughout almost all of their music, which I feel like is not actually as big of a thing as we see today. We have more of solo artists who just use whatever instrumentation they want because so much of it is electronic. And so I think this song is one of the exceptions, at least on this list that we have, of being 
instrumentally different because they are a country group. So you have the drums, the steel guitar, the fiddle that aren't featured in as many of the other songs. One thing I love about this song the most is that you have these really nice um, key changes between verses. It uses these two chords, so a flat three and a flat six chord, both major chords, and it uses that to transition between G and C back and forth. And so the verses of the song are in G, the chorus is in C, but because the key is constantly changing, it always feels like the song is moving forward, which I think makes it feel just so memorable and fun to listen to. Yeah. One of the things that I love about the song, and kind of the key changes near the end there, when they're repeating the chorus, you know, every little thing that you do, and it's like super big, super dramatic, I love that the key change goes a little bit higher. And I feel like it's just kind of like, you know, them saying like, look, I am amazed. Every little thing that you do, like I'm amazed by it. And they just take that key change and just match it with those lyrics. And I think it's the coolest thing. And I just think it goes so well together. And it's just like a huge moment of the song that's super memorable. Here's what I say. Even if you don't love country music, Lone Star has some good love songs. So I love Amazed, I love I'm Already There, another good one. That's kind of a love song, kind of just like love your family, but both great songs. So look them up. Another great song, another great country song, actually, that was just released literally like, I think just a few days ago, is called Glad You Exist by Dan and Shay. If you like Dan and Shay, which they have amazing country love songs, like, this song is literally adorable. And this song, like, it could be towards romantic love as well, but, I mean, again, this one kind of fits into the general just love scheme of, you know, the, all the different types of love. It's a great song. Look it up. Glad You Exist by Dan and Shay. Let's talk for a second about what I think is another of the most iconic love songs ever to exist, which is My Heart Will Go On. I feel like this is like the second one that came to my mind when I thought of just love songs. I thought of I Will Always Love You and My Heart Will Go On, just because they've been kind of cemented into our culture as love songs. Interesting thing, um, I made this list here, again, it's about 14 songs, and I think I counted maybe 10 of them came from movies, which was interesting to me that one of the reasons these songs are so popular is because we connect them to a character and we see like that experience and we're able to project it onto ourselves, which I think is another reason why love songs are a little bit less specific in their lyrics because they'll apply to a situation, but then we take it and see Make ourselves it our in it. Yeah. yeah. One, one thing I thought was interesting about My Heart Will Go On, it was written by Will Jennings and he wrote the songs Up Where We Belong, which is another great love song, and Where Are You Christmas? And I was just like, where are you, Christmas? My heart will go on. It makes so much sense to me that those were written by the same person. True. They're definitely sister songs, I feel like. Yeah. Like, just different. <laughs> like, one's like a holiday, though, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, I never would have put that together on my own. But when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I've been thinking about, though, is would this song have been as big without the movie? Like, if we didn't connect it to the Titanic, do you think my heart will go on will be as... Do you think my heart will go on would have been as much of a smash sensation as it is? I'm going to say, honestly, I don't. And to the listeners, like, whatever your opinion is, that's great. <laughs> you can say that I'm wrong or whatever. But I really don't. I think, Logan, like you mentioned earlier, the fact that we have that imagery and we have that storyline with it, and the story is kind of, like, about this heartbreaking love, like, that, even though it ended in a tragic way, that love was, like, so pure and it was so there and it was so real that you know, we have that attachment to it. And I, so I don't think that it would be as popular without the movie because there wouldn't be, like you said, like that attachment or those, that, those images or, you know, the movie, how that connected us in that way. But my heart will go on similar to the, a lot of these other love songs. It uses the same standard four chords on repeat the entire song. So 
it doesn't use the same loop over and over it just uses the same four chords in different orders that's what it does also this song is another one with a brilliant key change so happy about that we love a good key change especially in a love song <laughs> we do okay speaking of other songs from movies and tv shows this is one i just think deserves a nice little shout out is simply the best specifically the version from Shit's creek if you guys like Shit's Creek, join the club. We've got jackets. We love Shit's Creek. Logan and I, <laughs> we talk about our love for the show all the time. It is so good. I, I think it's hilarious. I know there are people out there who have mixed opinions on the Simply the Best scene when Patrick first sings this to David. Um, some people think it's cheesy. Some people think it's adorable. Think what you will. Either way, this arrangement is a treat. And his voice is so good. He does a great job. Yeah. Well, because the original song was more of this, like, big 80s, a little bit more rock-based song, and he just took it, played it simply on a guitar, and it it's so sweet. It's just voice and guitar, and it, it gives you all of the feels, especially in the context of knowing what's going on with these characters. You know, we I love when artists can take, you know, songs like that, even just covers, make it their own, but make it relatable in that love sense type and almost put their own experience into it. Kind of like this, you know, show is doing with David and Patrick and, and how that's working and where their relationship is at at that point. And just like, again, the imagery and just like how that all works, just to take those songs and make it your own and put your own experiences into it. I love it. I, I think the song is wonderful and I keep coming back to it. Well, maybe just one more song we can bring up. I love is You Are The Reason. This song, it's a couple years old, I think. Mm -hmm. I just think it's so tender and sweet. The lyrics, I'd climb every mountain and swim every ocean just to be with you. I just think we as people love songs that have this romanticized kind of love. Love that motivates people to act and do crazy things for the person they're with. And I think people just resonate with that. We want those kind of really romantic experiences. And so sometimes songs like this are appealing in that way because it's like, yeah, that that's just so sweet. That's pure. That That's what love should be itself. Totally. I feel like this song is also kind of a heartbreak song, though, because the line right after that is just to be with you and fix what I've broken. So I wonder if, like, you know, playing with both of those, he wants this love. And it's almost like this, like, look, I've climbed every mountain. I swim every ocean just to be with you and fix what I've broken. Like, maybe this person is kind of, which is can be completely relatable, too, of, like, I had this great thing you know, I was in love and then I messed up somehow. And now I'm like willing to do whatever it is to like get that back. So, and I think that, you know, sometimes that does work and sometimes it doesn't, but in terms of love. But when it does, it's beautiful. It's and beautiful. when it doesn't, it hurts, but you're still worth it. Exactly. Like you can still be the reason to like, you can still be somebody's reason, mm -hmm. which can be com complex, but it's fine. But so good as well. Anyway, some really great love songs. I have a couple other honorable mentions that I just love if you want to throw out some of your favorites as well. Some of my other favorites, A Thousand Years by Christina Perry, Grow As We Go, Ben Platt, All The Things You Are. This is um, from Very Warm For Me, but I specifically love the Laura Osnes version. Falling Slowly from the musical Once, another just very nice acoustic song. I Won't Give Up by Jason Mraz and Marry Me by Train. All just high quality songs that I love. And we'll add these all to our love song playlist. Yeah, a couple shout outs that I have. Um... I kind of already did one shout out, Glad You Exist, one of the newer ones. Please listen to that. It's so good. Um, another one that I really love is by Forrest Black, and it's called If You Love Her. That one's really great. Oh, one of my favorites right now is actually Fallen All in You by Shawn Mendes. So good. Shawn Mendes has a bunch. He does. Everything Falls for You. Honestly, most of my, my love songs are country songs, which 
It's fun. Surrender, Natalie Taylor. That was really popular. It's a popular TikTok one, so you probably know it. Oh, this one, <laughs> this song is a great song. And this one takes me kind of back to high school. But this song is called Best Thing by Anthem Lights. And seriously, one of the absolute cutest songs that I have ever, ever heard. Super, super touching, super meaningful, just full of love. Best Thing by Anthem Lights. It's a great one, too. Some great love songs out there. So as I said, we'll add all of our songs to a playlist as well as the ones that people had already sent in to me. If you have other songs that you think are great love songs, send them our way. We'll add them to the love song playlist as we get them. And hopefully that's something that we can all enjoy, especially as we get closer to Valentine's Day. All right, well, let's talk about the overall takeaways. I think that the majority of music out there, to sum up, it's either about love, sappy love, or heartbreak. And I don't really think that that's a coincidence. I think that music just kind of like helps express these feelings more than just speech could or just like saying these things could sometimes. And I think that heartbreak and love are such powerful emotions that everybody has in life, which makes them so relatable. And putting these thoughts and feelings to music just does something to the soul. It's so powerful. In my mind, love and music are two of the most powerful forces in the world. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think love comes up so often in music because it's something that you can't express much in other ways. And music just has a really nice way of doing that. Um, It's interesting, actually. It took a while before love could be a topic in music. Like, if you look at music history, music started almost purely religious and the mentions of love were more from the secular sense and from the poorer people. And so I love that we've gotten to a point today where we can take music and have it be about any subject and have this vast catalog of music about love that makes us feel things. Some of my takeaways about love songs is that a lot of them are in these brighter keys, C major, D major, G major, A major. They use the same four standard chords a lot throughout. And even just lyrically, a lot of them are pretty simple and don't get too complex in their subject matter so that we can apply ourselves to any of these situations and have this romantic desire and just like feel it with the music. Simple lyrics, simple use of instruments, slower tempos, all of it is just what makes up a love song. And we love these songs for it. <laughs> we love them for it. So you guys, this Valentine's Day, whether you're in a relationship or you just went through a breakup or, you know, you celebrate your love for your friends and your family, just go listen to some music and just feel and just remember that you're loved and that you're worthy and you deserve to love and be loved. And if you don't hear it from anybody else, we love you and happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Join us next week as we continue to celebrate Black History Month. We'll be talking all about some of the most influential black artists throughout history. To stay in the loop with vinyl, request music analysis, and keep in touch with us, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at VinylMusicPod or email us at VinylMusicPodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to share with your friends so they can listen in with us. We love having new people listen. It just, it makes our day. We can't wait to share what we hear with you in the future. See you next week on Vinyl. If you want to swoon a lover, play the guitar, I guess, is the message here. <laughs> <Yep>. Or <laughs> the piano. Or a viola. <laughs>